Peace Misfits. For this week's guided meditation, I'd like for us to focus on your third chakra, which is your solar plexus chakra, also known in Sanskrit as your Manipura. Your third chakra focuses on self-esteem, confidence, willpower, knowledge, and wisdom, and it's located directly behind your navel. The color for your solar plexus chakra is yellow. The gems that are used for healing for your Manipura are yellow tourmaline, citrine, amber, and tiger's eye. Now, most people are under the impression that you either have a closed chakra or an open chakra, and that's not the case. You can have a balanced chakra, a closed chakra, or a chakra that's too open. So let's focus on those today. When centered, when your chakra is balanced, your manipura allows you to have control over your thoughts and emotional responses. You're able to find peace of mind far easier to attain. And also, you become much better at setting healthy boundaries. Now, when your manipura is too open, you're controlling and intolerant. You're also excessively competitive. And also, you have an issue with overeating and excessive laziness. This is all when it's too open, so keep that in mind. However, when your manipura is closed, you suffer from insecurity, anxiety, and fear. Low body weight and poor appetite. A lack of confidence and poor self-image. With an inability to focus, and you're also unorganized. Does any of this sound familiar? If your chakras remain closed, specifically your manipura, it could lead to ulcers, indigestion, eating disorders, and diabetes. To help balance your manipura, I would suggest keeping one of the previously mentioned gems on your person at all times. Also, focus on chanting or creating a specific mantra that you can speak daily. Lastly, if you practice yoga, Poses like boat pose and up dog can absolutely contribute to helping to balance your manipura. Now, let's do three rounds of breath. And when doing so, I ask that you put a deep focus on your manipura. So imagine with your eyes closed, if you can close your eyes in this moment, imagine a small ball right outside of your navel. When you inhale, I ask that you see it go into your navel and connect to your Manipura. You exhale and it comes back out. Let's go. Inhale deeply. Connecting. And exhale. Again, connecting. Inhale deeply. And exhale. One last time. Imagine it, the small ball of light connecting. Let's get this healing. Inhale deep. And exhale. beautiful job misfits. I hope this helps.
For any questions about today's guided meditation, please find me on social media across all platforms at Scorpiogi. And now, let's get healed. Welcome to the Healing Space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I'm Brandon Harris Williams. Listen. I don't know. I can't. I don't know what you got going on today. I don't know what you have going on. You know I sing all of the time. Your spirit is so high. I don't know. I was thinking. I was like, next month is Black Music Month. Like, is Raven really ready for me to be like full on every episode like <laughs> i'm fairly certain that's already our episode already so <laughs> i mean but you know i mean well, i noticed the I, difference we'll, we'll, we'll discuss offline what we gonna plan on doing for that and then i'll and then we'll see how we feel you know okay. we'll just <laughs> a thing or two in mind you know just to celebrate us you know jesus but how are you doing today i am i am <laughs> I am doing great. I am doing great. I had an absolutely awesome tastic weekend. And well, tell so, us about it. I, <laughs> well, first, first, I wanted to make sure to let all the misfits know that, as they can see in the description for this episode, this episode is called "Healing Through the Sunken Place." Okay. And, and so, you know, just to let people know ahead of time, even though you and I have no problem sharing our views on different things, because it's a place of healing, so we won't always agree on everything. Sometimes we will, you know. This is an episode that will definitely have a divide, I'm sure. There will be some people who will agree with some things that you and I have to say. There are some people who will not agree with anything we have to say. There are some people who will totally feel you. Some people will totally feel me. And that's totally okay. Because in a space of healing, we can agree to disagree, you know? We can also love and respect each other. Listen. healing. I love so. that you always make sure you bring up that word. Because that word is important. Respect. She meant that thing, okay? Listen, like, it's important. Listen, and, like, that, and that's why she made sure to give you every letter, too. Because she wanted to make sure you understood. I'm all about spelling now, listen. Ah. I, I support that. Literacy is important. But no, I believe that we're all individuals, and so we all have different life experiences, so we're not all going to agree. You won't ever agree, or you shouldn't ever agree with everything that anybody Absolutely. else how do you grow say. how do you grow i agree Listen. because you come there with your own thing Absolutely. so it's just being respectful as long as um the viewpoints aren't harmful and right. that's never anything that we're trying to do because it's a place of healing right so yeah so i just wanted okay. to go ahead and say that because during the culture of pop and a segment where i'm going to talk about healing through the sunken place there are going to be some moments so <laughs> like you know just letting people know ahead of time this is going to be a very uh, a very interesting episode. So, <laughs> I don't care. I don't listen. Listen. Well, no, I care to an extent. I care to an extent. I do hold back a little bit. <laughs> Just a tad. Just a tad. I'm a little bit more problematic offline, you know. L- listen. <laughs> <laughs> are you? Think about that. I was like, are you? I feel like on the podcast, you are your whole authentic self. I told you, I feel like it's only when we go live. (laughs) It's just some problematic things I hold off on. (laughs) And thank you. (laughs) Maybe that's me then. Maybe there's nothing. Listen, 
When I say this is a safe space, I say it all on here. <laughs> you go back, you listen to our episodes. Everything I don't want to say in somebody's face, I just said on this show. Like, mm. Okay, then. But, uh, but yeah, so this weekend was awesome. And I'm going to go into it deeper when it comes time for uh, good news. But I'll just say that I was teaching my butt off this weekend. Like, I, I really, really was. And um, it was so fun to me because, of course, you know, I've been very transparent about my journey here when it came to employment and things of that nature. And mm-hmm. it's I've been going back and forth with this feeling of maybe it's the universe saying to me, you keep trying to get a nine to five over there, keeping that we're keeping that from you because you're supposed to be working full time in wellness, you know? So it's like you keep wondering why you've been here for a whole year and you haven't gotten a nine to five when you can get a nine to five in the snap of a finger in every other city you've lived in. Well, it's because mm-hmm. it's time for you to rise higher in this specifically. Ch- Chando, come on. <laughs> Because it all happens for a reason. It all was hard because you weren't meant to get it. Listen, ah! listen, listen. And this weekend that. showed up and showed out and was like, okay, that might absolutely be the case, you know? So I um I started off on Friday. I ended up being stood up for a date. I don't even know if you would call it being stood mm-hmm. up, though, because as I was telling you offline, I'd already made a decision. I didn't really want to do it anyway. So... <laughs> Um, Say, little bitch, you can't fuck with me if you wanted to, okay? <laughs> you won't talk about him, but I will. I can't. <laughs> it's it's just so in- it's it's disappointing, you know. It's interesting mm-hmm. and disappointing when you uh, when you find out that people aren't necessarily who you assumed they would be. And listen. Yeah. But what did Maya tell us? What what did she tell us? Come on. <laughs> when people show you who they are, you believe them the first time. <laughs> the first time. Come on. That's the crucial part that people forget from the quote. That is, the, that is the crucial part. First time. Say it. You better say it. When I tell you how many Long times time. I missed that part, I did not know that ending. <laughs> Listen. She spoke a word. She said the first time they show you. <laughs> Because meaning they're going to show you more than once, but you got to be paying attention. Come on. Listen. Come on. <laughs> you do what you won't do. <laughs> you be trying this every episode. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so that ended up not happening. And since that didn't happen, I took some me time, you know? And I've been doing a really good job of making sure that I'm constantly meditating. Actually, I slipped this weekend, so I need to make sure I get back on it. But for the past month, I've been doing a great job of waking up in the morning, meditating, doing yoga and all that stuff. And it's really helped to center me even more. Mm -hmm. So I let go, as you and I talked about, I let go of a lot of people over this past week. I think more people in one week than I've ever ever let go of before. But and, you know, once again, I want to go further into uh, yoga and everything and the good news. But I will say that what this weekend showed me is you you have to learn your lessons to make room for your blessings. Mm. And, <laughs> on. and I say that in, if you don't learn your lessons, if you don't see people, you know, and understand who they are the first time, you're going to continue to be on loop going through these lessons over and over again, not understanding why there aren't certain, <laughs> what'd you say? 
listen, listen. <laughs> you, you'll, you'll continue to be on loop and you're not understanding why certain doors aren't opening. Those doors aren't going to open until those people leave your life, you know? Because everybody can't walk through the door with you. Listen, ah! come on. Come on. There's not enough room. There's not Woo! enough room. Listen. You better. You who, better. Who you bringing with you? Because those people ain't going to fit. Come on. VIP. Come on. Listen. Come on. <laughs> So I was like, okay, I have to, and, and the, the beautiful thing of where I am now is that I'm okay with it, you know? And I mean, there's some people who say I've always been okay with letting people go, and there's some truth to that, but nothing's eating away at me now. Now it's a thing of, I understand that we really all do exist in chapters, and it's okay that even if your chapter was supposed to be for a week, I appreciate you for being here. I learned something. I don't let anybody go without learning a lesson. So I'm like, okay, so that's what I learned from you person from friday <laughs> let, let me go ahead and take that further <laughs> so that's I'm what i'm working on learning the lessons that's what i need to be better at i'm good at closing a chapter but i need to sit i have to sit and think about what was the lesson here yeah. what was <laughs> but we're gonna get there we're gonna we focus on you right now because we're gonna <laughs> mm. But yeah, so that was <laughs> that was my weekend in a nutshell until we get to good news. When we get to good news, I can go a bit deeper. But okay. yeah, this was this was just a really beautiful weekend for me. And um, mm-hmm. also, you know, like I've said, I left my car up in Atlanta. So I mean, up in Atlanta, up in Baltimore. So I'm big on a good Uber, big on Marta. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nothing for me. Living in Baltimore, I mean, living in New York, I'm like, why well, I need a car? So uh, whenever my boy Mike leaves out of town, he always lets me hold the car. And baby, when I say that that thing, yeah, shout out to Mike, he's the best. But when I tell you that thing came in handy this weekend, because I was on the go. (laughs) I was on the go. Like this past week, not just the weekend, the past week of teaching, from the beginning of the week all the way until yesterday, like the teaching was just on fire with so many people who are really, really serious about their practice. So it, it filled me this weekend. I'm like to see so many people who are really serious about their fitness, mm-hmm. about their mental health, you know, um, which a good segue before we go into your weekend. I'm glad that I mentioned that. So for the next four episodes, we're going to be focusing on mental health. And that actually my part, yeah. my my um, segment on the sunken place has to do with mental health. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really, really important. So shout out to all of the yogis, yoginis that I work with this weekend who are really focused on being their better selves. That that was really, really mm-hmm. awesome. And it made this a beautiful weekend. So, uh, for you, sir, <laughs> what's your weekend look like? Um, so this week I was just like off mm-hmm. all week. I don't know. I was up in Atlanta last weekend. I came back Monday, um, afternoon, evening, whenever I came back. I can't remember now, child. <laughs> but like the whole week I was just like off and I don't know why. So this weekend I really did. I just chilled. I just watched TV. I didn't, it was not necessarily like a weekend of healing, but it was just a weekend to like try to get myself together. Absolutely, I'm not sure if I'm fully back together yet. Listen, but it takes time because I'm because I'm still not sure exactly why I was so thrown. My sleep schedule was off. I just mm-hmm. wasn't. I don't know. Yeah, but this weekend was um, a pleasant surprise. Um, I guess I'll wait for my good news. I guess to share more <laughs> detail like you, I'll wait to share more with that. But um, again, I had some people. Well, a person um, leave my life at least 
the position I thought they were filling or going to fill. Right. And we're now navigating whatever this new position in each other's lives will be. Okay. So, I'm still trying to learn the lesson in that, but uh, we'll see what happens. Right. And I will keep, keep you in the Misfits updated in case, you know, some stuff pop off and right. I need some more money or something, you know. Ah, but ah, 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 no, I always got to go there, but you know. But no, um, my weekend was very, very chill. Okay. So nothing major happened. Like, I don't think I left my house at all on Sunday. Here's, like, here's what I, I even about. opened the door. Like For, for <laughs> anybody who have been, has been listening to the show from the very beginning, what I love is how different that sounds now. Like, at the beginning, <laughs> this was your regular. <laughs> now there has to be, like, there's a whole reason behind it. Like, yeah, I'm actually surprised I didn't leave the house this week. It's like, well, look at your Child. life and how it's changed. Wow. <laughs> And, and how short months? Like, what are we really like? Listen, what? listen. Seasons change. Let's be clear. <laughs> okay. Come on. Because I was talking to somebody, um, and they were like, "You're so social. You have so many friends." I was like, "I really don't." Like, <laughs> probably. I'm really not. You were like, "Are you talking to me?" Listen. Hello. I was like, I think you're just like entering my life in a time where I'm starting to be more social. Like, I know I still love being at the house. Don't get it twisted, but I'm learning to appreciate getting out more. Like, but I still got the same few folks I'm hanging out with. Like, it ain't no hundred people I'm trying to meet up with. If no. you see other people, it's their friends. It's not my. Please, I just met them tonight too. Like, please be clear. <laughs> like. They want to take a group photo, so I said, I guess, girl, like, I didn't. Oh, I'm playing. <laughs> but, yes, they told me, I was like, that's not me, but okay. Okay, right. <laughs> I'll play along. <laughs> right? I'm still antisocial-ish. Ish. I'm still not friendly. I don't think that's changing. I really don't think that's changing. I'm very nice. I'm just not friendly. Listen, you better break it down for people that you can be both. Yeah. but you can be you really can like, I feel like that needs to be your episode I need, <laughs> you need to have a segment on an episode where you talk about that <laughs> you can be nice without being friendly come on that's a, you'll be speaking to somebody's spirit with that <laughs> somebody needs to get that blessing <laughs> we'll put on we'll put on the list come on yeah <laughs> <laughs> I can't, but let's go ahead and transition in the culture of pop. Okay, there were several things that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, <laughs> you better make several it things. That, <laughs> I mean, yeah, because several of these things I did not pay attention to, right, or have so, no, have absolutely no interest whatsoever, right? You know, I was trying to be nice, but yes, <laughs> that part. <laughs> but yes, let's go ahead and start with Kanye West. I thought like we discussed him last week, did we not? I know we, we did, but it continues. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Listen. Well, what happened this past week or recently that you well, want to discuss well, about? For, for me, people are still talking about it, and it's kind of you know I'm one of those people where I'm like it's old news, but it's mm-hmm. still being talked about. So it's just some things that I wanted to touch on. Mm-hmm. First, I wanted to start off with something beautiful, and I posted to our Instagram page for so for any of you guys who want to see it, go to Instagram. That's T H S Podcast. And I uh, posted a clip of Neo. He was on a red carpet for something. And he was being interviewed by a reporter about Kanye. Mm -hmm. And I love what he said. And I can't quote him verbatim. But pretty much what he was saying is that if Kanye needs him, he's there. 
He yeah. said, I'm not one of those people that's just going to cancel him because of something yeah. that he said. And I loved it so much because you could see the, the the passion, how he felt. He was like, I hate that we do that as a people. I hate Listen. that somebody has to say something only once and we just act like they're removed from our lives forever. He was like, these are the same people that were buying all of his albums who loved him so much. And all it took was one thing, you know? And when he was saying that, I was sitting sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, because they didn't really love him, you know? And you and I have talked about that before. I'm like, you can't say you have these feelings for a person, for an artist, for any of these people. And all it takes is one thing. There has to be some type of confliction, you know? Absolutely. It's, it's like for you to just be able to do that and be like, okay, I'm done with you. Just toss you completely away, you know, get rid of you entirely. I'm like, well, were you really ever invested you know, I'm, I'm really confused by these people who talk about how important his voice is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you say his voice, because first of all, you know, I was caught off guard by so many people saying they were they were hurting because his voice matters. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't know what this says about me, but there isn't a human being alive that could say something that can shift my shift my entire being like that. Like, that's not possible. You know, I'm yeah. like, I, there are a lot of people who I admire greatly. Lord knows how much I love Oprah. But I'm like, she could say something tomorrow that was hurtful to me. And I'd be like, okay, I don't really rock with you like that. That's yeah. it. You know, it's like, okay, I, think- I, I have to look at you in a different way. It doesn't shatter anything for me. Doesn't, I don't, and I think yeah. that's dangerous. I think that's dangerous to live in a world where you can allow another human being to have that kind of effect on you, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, because I know we've definitely discussed canceling culture so many times yeah. through this on different episodes because it's just so popular now it really feels like it's that it's popular not even right. like necessarily that's a a prevalent thing or that it's something like huge that's going on it really feels like this is something to do yes. to cancel people yep but i don't know if i ever articulated it this way i feel like with canceling culture it culture it does not allow people to be human does not because we're not allowing people to have like we said before any disagreeing or any dissenting points of view yep. it's just oh you said this one thing i don't like yeah and you're done. Yeah. So, because I now I get why so many select. Well, not I got before, for to an extent to be private, but why some celebrities now literally just this is my product, and I'm going home. Listen, and I'm going home. I'm on the red carpet, <laughs> and then I'm going home. Listen, baby. Like, buy this album, and I'm going. Like you'll see me at the tour. <laughs> like <laughs> that's it. Because you, I. Because I think they know that we all have things, we all have problematic viewpoints. No Absolutely, yeah. Like no matter what it is, and of course the varying degrees of problematic. But we all have something that other people will not like. Right. But they might just realize, like, maybe they don't want to get caught up. Yeah. Or maybe they just like they don't want to have to deal with whatever potential backlash over something that's so small and minuscule. Not, not dismissing or diminishing anything that he has said specifically, but just in general. Right. His particular circumstance is is a is a, is just a bigger issue. Yeah, I can't tell what I'm looking for, but yes. <laughs> yeah, like I I watched his interview with Charlemagne the God, and when I was Ooh. watching that interview, like I'm sitting there and I'm like, he is a full human being, you know, and I'm like he's a full human being, and I feel like he's one. Okay, I wanna I wanna speak on this really quick, and I'm gonna talk about it when I talk about uh, the sunken place too. But I'm bothered by the fact, like, I literally read an article last night where they were mocking the fact that Kanye was saying he's a free thinker. And I'm like, do you understand how scary that is? 
that these people who consider themselves to be liberals and quote unquote woke now have a problem with you having free thought. Like, isn't that the exact thing that those who are woke are supposed to be championing? Like, so, so now it's being mocked that he's somebody who doesn't want to go along with the status quo. You used to love that about him. So that's why I'm yeah. lost. I'm like, you used to love the fact that he went against the grain. Now he's going against the grain that is yours, and then you have a problem with it. And yeah, I think they just like, again, no, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead, what are you going to say? I just, I just, yeah, they just don't like it because it's not what they agree with, or his free thought isn't in line. Again, what they're thinking, or it's outside of what they think it should be kind of a thing. Because it's true, or they, the context he used it in. But go ahead, I'm sorry. But my, my thing is, is that it's only the Trump thing. Like, if you go to his page, like, right before the Trump thing happened, I think I told you, I was on his page. And I never go to him on Twitter. Um, But I was on there literally maybe one or two days before he started tweeting the Trump stuff. He had so many things on there about self-love and being able mm-hmm. to get, get, you know, get your head into a place where you're thinking for yourself and not letting other people dictate how you think. All these gems he was dropping. And I'm like, mm-hmm. all of these people for it. Listen, all day. And I'm like, you allow this one thing. And I'm like, I understand it. We need to be very clear. Just like Neo said, you know, Neo was like, what he said as far as slavery was problematic. It was it was nasty. It was unnecessary. And I'm like, but but his whole thing was, these were words that he said. We can sit down and have a conversation with him. And I, I would go even further than that. You get to have your opinion. Your opinion does not stop my world, you know? Yeah, I can completely disagree with how you think about slavery, and if that's not exactly what you said, like Charlemagne said, Charlemagne was like, I think he worded that incorrectly, and Charlemagne said how he thinks, and that's I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, this is what I think he meant by it. However, mm-hmm. if people who are thinking like Charlemagne and I happen to be wrong, and he really did just mean our ancestors were making a choice every day to stay in it. Yes, we completely disagree, but let's have a conversation with him about it. You know, this whole tear this mm-hmm. human being down, like you were saying, we have this dehumanizing culture, which just like you are a literally fully fleshed out actual physical being. And we're just acting like you are this piece of paper that we can just tear and throw away somewhere. And it's like, it's exactly. not that simple. But it goes, that has absolutely nothing to do with Kanye and has all to do with the people who want to cancel him, you know? And that's why you have to get to a point. So, you know, this is where I'm speaking to, I'm speaking to Brandon right now, I'm speaking to myself, and I'm speaking to all of you misfits who are listening. This is far larger than Kanye, because we see canceling culture in day-to-day, even away from celebrities, you know? Mm -hmm. The power that you all have to own is in knowing that these people don't get to do that to you. They can say that they're canceling you, but that's them removing you from their life. Start considering that as a blessing, you know? Instead of seeing this is that's horrible that these people are telling me that I have, you know, I'm nothing to them and all that stuff. See that as a blessing because the majority Mm -hmm. of the people that I see who are canceling people are problematic as fuck anyway. And if we're being completely and I mean utterly transparent right now, I myself as being a light worker is being a light coach. I know a lot of people who talk to me about their problems. And if we're being completely cellophane right now, a lot of these people are problematic. They have a lot of things that they're dealing with mentally and emotionally. And they decide that instead of dealing with it for themselves, they're going to take it out on others. So when I see a lot of these people, some of these people haven't been, you know, students or clients of mine, but you can look at the actions of people who are around you, you study them and analyze them, and you can see the same actions in people on television, on Twitter, and be like, I know what that looks like, because I have people in my personal life who operate out of that. So you see these people, you know, these think piece warriors and all of these analysts who were on television who are saying these things, and they have whole armies behind them, but it's because it is a broken army. 
So it's like you have all these people who see you and they see your brokenness and it looks like them. And they're like, okay, I this looks familiar to me. You're hurt. Yeah. I haven't gotten out of my pain yet either. So let us walk together in our pain and just keep pouring all of this negativity into each other and slowly mm-hmm. consume other people, you know? Exactly. And so that, that's why I've been looking at this whole situation because I'm like, I've had, you know, I've talked to some friends and they're just like, well, why is it that you feel like what he did wasn't wrong? And I'm like, because my thing is at the end of the day, he gets to say that. I get to disagree and we get to move on. If you feel like this is something that he can say to, that, to children that's going to affect how, you, you know, our younger generations are going to think that it was a choice, then you as a parent get to have a conversation with them and let them know otherwise. Come on. Like, really? You're going to put all this on him and leave it there? Listen. What are you doing at home? Like, I don't I don't get it. You know? That's crazy to me. No, I have to move on. It's like, okay, <laughs> I, I just want to say this one last thing. There was a period years ago where Rihanna got to come out. Charles Barkley, it's been a few people. But Rihanna got to come out and talk about how she wasn't a role model. And all these mm-hmm. people came out behind her, cheering her on, saying she had the right to say that. Why must we be role models and all this kind of stuff? She mm-hmm. was applauded for that. I'm looking at Kanye right now, and I'm like, okay, why Why is it you're seeing him as a role model? Just completely remove him real quick. And be like, I'm your mother. I'm your father. Listen to what Hello. it is that I'm saying. Slavery was not a choice. Let's move Hello. on. That's it. Real like, easy breezy. You gotta be real quick to be like, they can say whatever they want to say because they grown, they have money, whatever else. But in this house. But in this house. Listen. <laughs> I'm gonna for in this house, but let me move on. Let me move on. So other problematic people. Come on. There was a documentary on Netflix that you watched. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to mispronounce her name. I'm not necessarily a fan of hers, but I don't want to be disrespectful in right. this way. In this way. <laughs> um, so Rachel Dolezal. Yeah. Okay, so you watched her documentary, Indeed. thoughts, or, um, or anything you want to share with the class. When, <laughs> I, I watched it, and it was so interesting because it was yet again another study in mental health. Mm-hmm. And I, I watched this, and one, it it made me want to bring her in, and I wanted to hug her. But more importantly, I wanted to hug her children. I wanted to hug her sister, and I'll explain. Um, one of her kids is, well, she has two now that were from birth, but one her middle child, because she had a baby during the documentary, and you see the birth and everything. But her middle mm-hmm. child, he was born from her. The oldest one started out as her brother. But then she took him on, adopted him as her son because she was much older when her parents ended up getting six black kids. I think it was six. Um, And so her sister is still in her life. But this is why I'm saying there are layers to it. She's somebody else who everyone tossed away because they consider what she said said as problematic. And I can't say that it's wrong. You know, I also can't say that I'm going to judge her because of it. I don't know what it's like the same way. I don't know what it's like to feel as though I am a woman on the inside. And this, what you see, this appendage, all these other things, this is not who I am, you know? And I need to get to me. So I can't say that she's wrong. You feel me? Do I need for I'm her... I'm listening. Do, <laughs> do, do I need for her to understand the privilege that she has that we don't? Do I need for her to understand I can't wake up tomorrow and then just decide I want to be white and I can go outside and not get shot? Yes, I need for her to understand all that stuff. You know, it's very important for me that she understands the privilege that she has. She can't go out into this world saying that she's black and not understand that that is a privilege as a white woman that she gets that we can't be afforded. It's very important Mm -hmm. that she understands that and that she operates in it. 
you know? But what I need for her to understand that I don't get to judge her and say that she doesn't really feel that way. I can't call her a liar. I'm not in there. Because my thing is, is that I can say that about anybody else who says they feel like they're not in the right skin. Who am I to tell her that she's a liar because of that? I'm not in her mind. And I personally think that that's troubling. And I don't want to say, I don't, oh, I have words that I want to use, but I'm going to hold off. I'm going to just say it's troubling. It's troubling that another human being gets to tell somebody what they're thinking on the inside, because that's when I get into what I told you, my hashtag hypocritics. You are a hypocritic mm-hmm. because you're standing up for one group of people who gets to say that, oh, and not, and not even just t- talking about our beautiful trans brothers and sisters, anyone who feels as though I do not feel like what it is that you're seeing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so my thing is, is that even if I can't understand, I wish you well. Why is it that we have to speak out against these people? I can, un- I can say clearly, I don't get it, you know? And maybe with time, you can help in understanding. I mean, help in breaking it down to me so that I can understand. But what am I doing by breaking you down and making you feel worse about it? So I'm hoping that you hear me. Like, I'm, and I'm not saying, and I'm, I'm talking to you, Misfits, as well as BHW. I'm not saying you guys have to agree. I'm just asking that you hear me. Like, what am I doing? What good does it do me to come out against you and tell you how horrible you are? To dismiss you, to cancel you, what is it doing for my life? When I walk away from you at the end of the day, what am I gathering from beating you down like that? This is a life that you have to live. As a black man, I go outside every day and have to pray that I'm coming home without being shot. That's what's on me. You have made a decision as someone who was born white that you feel like you're black. You have to live with that. From entire community doesn't accept you. So there's already enough weight on you. Why am I putting more onto it? That's not fair, you know? You're going to have to live for the rest of your life, just like I do as a black man. As a white woman, you're going to have to deal for the rest of your life the fact that you think you're black and there's an entire culture that says otherwise. You're never going to have the exact piece you want you want because you're always going to have people telling you that that's bullshit. You know, I'm going to constantly be in a car and say that all I'm reaching for is my ID and you're going to still shoot me anyway. That's the rest of my life. So if that's something that you have to go through for the rest of your life, why am I piling on to that? I'm good. Blessings to you. May you find your peace and whatever it is that you're looking for. If you really do believe you're black, I send you nothing but love. Be on your journey and be well. Because my thing is, is that what, why am I contributing to it? That's what I don't get. Like everyone who's beating up on her, what is it you're contributing? She has an entire group. She has a black people ain't feeling her. <laughs> Black people are not and more most won't. So my thing is, is that I'm not losing any sleep at the end of the day if she thinks that she's black. I'm losing nothing. I'm one of millions. So I'm like, okay, I know the culture that we live in. I know the black Twitter is going to drag her all the time. When you watch the documentary, you see, I think they said she sold 504 books like in the first week or something of her first book that came out. So it's like, listen, the world is already showing you that they're not feeling you. What do I gain from joining that mob? Nothing. Especially the fact that I can't do the get along gangs anyway. I can't do the bandwagons. I'm like, I'm good. Y'all got with y'all pitches, pitchforks and torches. I don't need to be a part of that. But then also I watched that and I mentioned her sister and her two sons earlier. Her sister, she and her sister were both molested by her older brother. He's an older white guy. 
this this girl is black like she was born black her her younger sister her younger sister's name esther and she was molested by him her case ended up being thrown out out of court because of the mockery that rachel became she became this person that nobody wanted to deal with and once they found out that she was the sister to rachel it completely ruined her case because their whole thing was if rachel's coming out here and telling these blatant lies about the fact that she believed she was black why is it we believe this whole situation that both of you ended up being molested by him and they threw her case out so i'm like this this young black girl who was dealing with trauma you know she was molested by this man by this white man and she has to live her entire life having no justice because of the fact that everybody wanted to come out against her sister with these pitforks and torches and it's just like my whole thing is is that everyone had the right to say to her i don't get it i don't understand it and i don't think it's fair that you're using your privilege in this way but my thing is is that as human beings as full people why couldn't we just say let us have a conversation we don't agree with this explain the reason why you feel the way that we do we can come to a point where maybe we can disagree to disagree and keep it moving but i'm like because of the fact that nobody even cared to know anything about her story you completely missed what it is that ends up happening to her sister i'm looking at her sons all of which are black or in one way or another either completely or you know mixed or whatever and i'm like you look at them and i'm like the pain that they have to go her middle child was done like her older one the one who started out as her brother he got it he understood you know his whole thing's like there's some spaces i want to go in where i don't necessarily want you to go with me but the middle son was done the middle son was like i love her but what it is that i have to go through has ruined my life i think he was 13 he's like my life is ruined you know is there any place that i can go where i can feel like i get to be myself no because of the fact that there have been times where she's told the truth there have been times where she's lied and because of the fact that the society won't accept her as she, he was very mature for a 13 year old. He's like, the things that society won't accept about her, they won't accept about me. And I felt so bad for him because he was pissed because he was torn. He's like, I want to love my mother because she's done so much for the community. You know, for the NAACP of uh, Washington and all, Spokane, Washington and all this stuff. All these things she's done for the black community. But also there was a lie that she was telling the entire time. So I'm torn because my life is ruined because of the lies that she told. But I also know the genuine person she actually is. So I look at everybody, I look at society and I'm just like, you're destroying her. But how often do we look at the families behind what it is that we're doing? These people more often than not are going to get their karma. They're going to get the justice that comes towards them. You're not taking into consideration any of the pain that other people are feeling. And that's horrible. And at the end of that documentary, all I kept thinking to myself is humanity can be so cruel. Humanity can be so cruel because all we think about is me, 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 I, I, I. That's all we think about. You're not sitting there looking at this woman thinking to yourself, something is mentally and emotionally wrong. And when you watch that story, you see that shit. You see that her entire reality of thinking that she's a black woman literally all came from some effed up ass trauma that she went through when she was growing up. You know, it started off with her and her brother and her brother ended up being the one who was so loved and showed attention. Her parents ended up beating all of those little black kids. They adopted them and would beat them. They said some type of switch they used. It was like from uh, a country in Africa or something was behind the name. I never heard of it before, but like they beat them. Her oldest son, Rachel's oldest son, the one who started off as a brother, he still has scars all over his body from the way they beat them. And I'm like, it literally messed all of them up. And Rachel's escape was once she got with these people, she felt like she saw something much better than the life that she had. 
the truth is she is a white woman but mentally emotionally she's something triggered something switched you know and she doesn't see it anymore because black is a safe haven for her she was beaten by these white parents that she had and was made to feel like she was nothing and she felt safety in the black community and so that's what she wants to be is she no you know but my thing is, is that in knowing her story and the pain that she went through, as long as I can get her to understand you operate from a place of privilege every single day when you leave the house, a privilege that we'll never have. But I don't have the right to tell you what it is that you think in your spirit. Let's work through the brokenness that you've gone through, you know, let's help to heal you so you can get to the point where if you do see yourself as a white woman, you can separate that from the pain you went through. Where you can be proud of being a white woman and still walk in being helpful to the black community, you know, or if you think that you're black, understand what comes along with that. And the fact that you need to be able to be in spaces with black people and be real and be like, I'm fair. I know I know good and well that the skin you see is white. <laughs> you know, I've done the, the proper mental work where I understand I'm white, but I love the black community. You know, I consider myself to be a black woman, but I know you are a black woman. She needs to be able to learn to use that language, you know? On the flip side, people need to be able to be in a space where it's not like, okay, I'm going to listen to your story. I'm going to understand the pain that you went through. I just need you to understand our pain too. And if we can meet somewhere in the middle, then we can operate from that instead of being a thing where it's like, we're literally going to destroy your entire life and destroy the life of everyone who's around you. And then as the mob we are, keep it moving. That's not healthy, you know? So I was glad that I watched it and I watched it because of somebody else who told me to watch it. Another healer. They told me to watch it and they said they got a lot out of it. So let me know what you think. And I watched it and I was really happy because I'm like, I was so happy that I took the, the, the time to watch this and to really learn to get a better understanding of who this woman is. And mental health is a motherfucker. You know, it really is. And we continue to ignore it. And it's to our detriment. It's to our detriment. Because at the end of the day, most of the wars and all of the stuff that we go through, we say it's religion, but that also comes from mental health. <laughs> like People are who are looking to find themselves. People who are angry, who are beaten, who are disenfranchised, like people get angry, you know? And it's like all types of things come out of anger, out of confusion, out of bitterness, you know? And we watch through history as all these things happen from misguided, misled, confused what makes people to be dangerous individuals and at no point in time do we stop to say how do we heal them instead we decide we're going to discard them and cancel them so yeah my apologies for going on for so long but that's what I got out of it I um <laughs> I'm not sure what to add um I my initial gut reaction when we first talking was like, but she's white, so I don't need her to get that. But <laughs> the more you talked, and I did see some other people say, though, similar, it was like a lot of mental issues. I mean, you know, health issues, clearly, that she went through and things that were going on. Um, as harsh as this might be to say, mm. I will not be watching or tuning in. I don't necessarily care to learn her story. Yeah, that's not hard. But, um... I do agree with you, though. If I need her to understand that she is white or presents as white, it's mm -hmm. similar. Well, not similar to because this is different. But, like, for example, like a Rashida, a Rashida Jones type. Yeah. While she has a black father, most people, if they did not know, 
she would be white to them. Right. So I need her to kind of operate in, in a similar, not the same, but in a similar space. Um, I I feel uncomfortable with her if she were to say that she feels black. I don't know how you feel a different race. Right. But if you necessarily identify or you really enjoy black culture or whatever, I think that's fine. But like you're saying, you need to acknowledge your privilege and then operate out of a space of that. Because even fair or lighter skinned people should acknowledge their own privilege within the black community or within, you know, society in general and then operate out of a space of that. So, um, because there's nothing wrong with being an ally. Um, the issue with being with an ally is when allies try to come in and take over or try to co-op certain things. But if you want to help and, you know what I'm saying, be that voice and be that reason or be that, that liaison between communities or whatever, that's amazing, that's fine. And you should use your gifts um, you know what I'm because everything's for a reason, right? Kind of a thing. I necessarily heard trauma, specifically maybe her identifying with being black, and then the fact that she is a white woman, presenting at least or whatever. Um, so use that to the movement's advantage or your advantage for how you want to help people or do whatever, right? Um, yeah, I do think too, like you said, though, it is sad how families are affected because you know, but first, I don't think I've ever really thought about. Um, specifically her family, but I guess in general, mm-hmm. just kind of how that happens. But yeah, because like people have kids and people, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, her sister, because that sucks that her sister's a trauma unrelated to hers, you know what I'm saying, is is now completely disregarded or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that is, that's that. Because I just, because even no matter how you feel about her, why would you... Why, why does that mean that the sister is lying? Or the sister, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. why is that lying <laughs> is not like hereditary? Like, right. you know like, <laughs> so, whew, that was heavy. Okay, so yes, so a lighter note. Yes, much ish. lighter. Yes, right. ish. This is true. That's true. Ish. Dear white people. Yes, season two. So, or or two. or the entire universe of dear white people for you. Listen, <laughs> crash so, course. Listen. So the movie came out in like 2014. I bought the movie. I watched like the first 30 minutes. I had to leave the house to do something and I never came back and finished. <laughs> For whatever reason, I don't know why. <laughs> right? Because we're now in 2018, right? <laughs> so then fast forward, they're like, we're going to make a series. The series comes out last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. I never watched it. <laughs> then at some point, I didn't have Netflix anymore. So I couldn't technically watch it. Right. Um,. So I still have Netflix. I'm using my best friends. But anyways, so <laughs> season two comes out Friday, right? Yeah, yeah Friday. Friday. And I was yeah. like, okay, if we're going to discuss it on Monday, I'm going to watch as much as I can. Well, first I was like, I'm going to watch it all. Yeah. Like the movie in the two seasons. And then as the weekend went on, I was like, I'm going to watch as much as I can. Because <laughs> I didn't start when I was supposed to. Right. So Because realistically, I should have like watched the movie in season one before Friday, but whatever. <laughs> I'm like, the seasons aren't long. I can do this over the weekend. So I finally watched, and I was able to watch it all before. Listen, we soldier through. You soldier Listen, through. <laughs> I was, I think for so long, I was hesitant to watch it because I thought I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't know why I thought I wouldn't enjoy it. I just thought I wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was trying to be a little more open because, you know, I did not like She's Gotta Have It. And mm-hmm. you told me, you know, maybe I didn't enjoy it because I was like, I'm not going to enjoy it. Right. So like, let me try a little bit more open this time. And, you know, just... Just, just you know, kind of power through. Um, as far as the movie goes, mm-hmm. I feel like the movie it needed to be a, a like a series. Like if it would have just been the movie, they never developed it. I'd have been like, this doesn't stand alone. It's not strong enough. It wasn't yeah. enough conclusion. Kind of a 
or didn't delve deep enough something it, it, it was trying to do too much not enough something was it wouldn't have worked but because of those characters and then put them into a series i was like okay i could do this right um i think and we're not gonna do any spoilers i don't well nope. no spoilers of no season spoilers. two yeah, no, so, no, no season two spoilers now. Yeah, so if I say something about season one, it's sorry, it's been right. a year. So <laughs> it's been a year. It'll <laughs> be okay, man. It's fine. Um, I feel like the writing is very, very witty. It's very, very clever. It moves very quickly. It literally is every pop culture reference like ever known to man. Which you know I love. Um, so I like, because I feel like comedy. They used to be a big thing. Like pop culture references used to be a big thing in comedy in the nineties. Yeah, but it escaped. But even the way they do it on their white people, that presents it in a different manner so it works for the world that it's in it doesn't feel outdated or feel like a relic or something that that's a throwback kind of a thing it feels like it works for how these millennials are i don't know if they're millennials but how (laughs) either either, uh millennials or generation z one of the two but yeah (laughs) yeah how they would interact with each other it just works um i i enjoy most of the characters i do um and i really really like them like love them i was like oh gee i need it to be longer like <laughs> i need more episodes i need longer seasons not longer i don't need the episodes themselves to be longer i don't need 60 minutes right that's fine just give me more 30 minutes please mm-hmm. and thank you <laughs> um so yeah i hate though and this isn't a dear white people solely thing i hate shows within a show i feel like it's a waste of time but I will say on the white people, they at least are funny and entertaining, mm-hmm. and it's not too often. So <laughs> I can I can take I guess the thirty seconds here or there. But yes, I think that's all I got. Anything you got in mind? I might think of something else. No, I I really enjoyed season two. Um, mm-hmm. No spoilers, but I wasn't I wasn't a fan of the ending. I can say that without it being a spoiler. Um, yes. I wasn't a fan of the ending. Um, and that's all I'll say. But uh, I'm like, listen, I have too many favorite shows that aren't giving me good endings. <laughs> I'm like, come on, do better. <laughs> um, but yeah, but the the season was hilarious. Uh, I love the growth of some characters. Um, the topics were on point as always. You know, uh, I will say that I feel like there should have been more, even more. Mm, excuse me, even more than season one. Season one, I honestly felt like was packaged in a nice tight bow with uh an understanding of a season two like i didn't want anything else from season one you know with season two i was honestly left wanting a lot more like i know you said there was a specific storyline where you could understand that there was more that was needed and you didn't really need a whole lot from the rest of the storylines but even from the rest of the storylines there was so much that was still left open for me personally that it was just that i felt like in the first season you even when it came to um a cliffhanger even with the cliffhangers of season one, it was like, okay, this is clearly a cliffhanger, which we'll get a better understanding for in season two. At the end of season two, it's like, well, these aren't cliffhangers. It's just flat out left open. And it's like, I would have, I needed something like, give me something to be invested in this person to come back for, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It felt more of a kind of the popular thing of like a mid season finale. It didn't feel like, it felt like there's more to come soon. Not, we got to wait a whole nother year for good like I, I like the way it ended i definitely needed at least one to two more episodes just to kind of yeah. give me because the way it ended i was like okay that should have been the ending of episode nine yes. i think of episode 10 <laughs> like what are we what are we doing and even you like you were talking i won't give it away but you said i kind of called it right <laughs> kind of a thing right. from episode one you were like 
what? I was like, yeah, I'm like, so-and-so. You were like, you're the first person to mention. Listen. I was like, I'm like, but how you don't notice this? Like, this is literally in every episode. Like, what do we... I'm like, that's kind of eerie. <laughs> how do you ignore that? Like, <laughs> okay. It's kind of eerie that you're talking about the first episode of season one, and it literally is connected to the last episode of season two. Like, what? <laughs> That's weird as hell. Oh, I wanted to tell you so bad when you said that. But I, was like, okay, I, saw I saw the vision. I saw the vision. I saw the vision. No, actually, actually, actually. I, and I didn't tell you this. That part was spoiled for me. Are what you happened? serious? It wasn't, it wasn't spoiled. How? It was. So I definitely didn't think it would be the way that it was. Okay. I was thinking it would be more of a cheesy cliche, something we've seen already. Got you. Okay. But... So the way it happened, I was like, "Oh, right, okay." <laughs> um, I really, really love Brooke, the journalist girl. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, really love Joelle. Um, I love Lionel and Troy. I like Sam at times. Mm-hmm. I can give a take, Coco. <laughs> Coco is the best. Oh my goodness, she's so the best. <laughs> Okay. I, I love it because and see here's the thing that I think is interesting I, she is completely you minus the extra bouge like her mouth is so unfiltered and that's the reason why when people who are more I guess you know quote unquote hood or ratch say they dislike her I'm like but that's her like she's super she's super black that's the thing I think is so interesting she's super black and let the let the white person come out of their mouth the wrong way she's gonna set them straight you know it just so happens that she has this disposition of feeling like she needs to get to a certain level of society, you know? So that's the reason. I, what I love about her is that she's such a full character. She's yeah. complex as hell, you know? So that's why I like her. Because it's like, in one, on one hand, you're like, who's this bougie bitch who thinks she... No. <laughs> she, she'll probably be the first one in the group to take her earrings off. So that's why I'm like... Which, while on the other hand, you look at Sam and you could be like, you're all talk, aren't you? You got a whole lot you want to say out your mouth, but the hands won't be thrown. Coco's quick for a hand. So I'm like, listen, <laughs> listen. Okay, you know that from the movie that Sam is all talk. Like, <laughs> child. No, I. So that's what that's well, what I love so much about the universe. I love the universe because it. You were able to see so many different, and that's what we need to see on television. So many different types of black people. You know, mm-hmm. and just in Dear White People alone, you get to see so many different types of black people, all the different personality mm-hmm. types. You know, I'm like, I love that, which is the reason why I need for them to have more, uh, more same gender loving black men on the show. Because I'm like, that's yeah, which I mean, I guess in one particular scene they tried to show you, but they, that still wasn't super diver. You better sip and turn a side eye. True, even in that particular scene, it wasn't it wasn't very diverse, but yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, you gonna drink everything? Wow, okay. I see how you feel about <laughs> So yeah. Okay. I will say while watching, not necessarily that point, I must move slightly on. Um, I was like, this is very different from my PWI experience. Not in a bad way. I'm just like, but clearly everybody's experience is different. Right. Because even me and my best friend Janae, we were talking about like of course, part of it um, of the show really is just dealing with race relations and confronting hard issues. Yeah, which I get. And the other part of it too was like because it's partly satire comedy, is to really 
deal with those on a heightened level. Yeah. So at times I was like, this is really blatant, but I was like, okay, it's kind of the point. Yeah. Like, let me calm down. <laughs> I was like, they really are doing a lot. Yeah. But I do enjoy it, and I appreciate too, like, because the white people is so different from grownish. Yes. Like oh, two yeah, completely yeah, yeah. different college shows. Like, and they Absolutely. both are real and valid and needed. Both. Very much so. Come on, speak. <laughs> so we're gonna keep in the vein of TV. Mm-hmm. You watched the Luke Cage trailer. I did. I didn't watch it. again. Another show I haven't seen the first season of. Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> I mean, one day. But I had really re- mixed reviews, so I, I didn't. They didn't make me want to rush and go see Which it. I find so interesting that some people didn't like season one of Luke Cage. I thought it was so well told. Like I really enjoyed it. I mean, I guess if I wanted to nitpick. There are certain things, and again, this is, you know, a, a year ago, so if you ain't seen it, then. Um, but, I mean, I guess certain things I can nitpick at. Like, as far as the villains after, it was in Cottonmouth, after he was killed. Um, I, maybe I can understand why you felt like, but even, I felt like Alfred Woodard carried it quite well. Uh, the the big bad they ended up having, who was actually, fr- I forgot what his name was from the comic book, who ended up fighting against Luke Cage. The one who was actually but to hurt him, who was uh, originally his best friend. I can see why they felt like he needed to be more fleshed out, because he literally came out of the clear blue nowhere and became the big bad. And it's like, eh, you know, there were a lot of bads in Luke Cage. But I'm like, if we're being real about real life, you're going to find more than one bad person in real life. So <laughs> it's like the fact that you needed to have I don't know. I feel like with Cottonmouth and with, uh, I really wish I could remember Alfred Wood's character, her name. Both the two of them, they spent a good time flushing them out more. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, bringing in this big bad, he definitely needed to have more of a backstory. But I was okay with it because of the fact that you had this, you know, this bad who's going to be around longer, who you know more, mm-hmm. you know? So I was okay with that. But other than that, I feel like I was pretty good on the season. Um, but yeah, from, from the season two commercial... When I saw this, the commercial for season one, I was amped. But not, I, I'll keep this really short and sweet. For season two, eh, you know. Like, like, and I watched you watch it, and I was like, right. yeah, you're not ready. You don't care. Right? You actually, yeah, you said before I even opened my mouth. Like, <laughs> I'm still going to watch it because it's Luke Cage. You know, I got to support the black shows. But, yes. Um, you silly. <laughs> but, but I hope, I don't know. I hope they bring it. I hope they bring it. I really do. Like, because I was watching it and I'm like, this doesn't, what's the story? That's my mm-hmm. thing. I was looking at it. Like, when when they had Mahershala on there, I was like, this seems like a really conflicted bad guy. And we're always here for that, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm looking at this and I'm just like, are you going to be able to be as complex as the first season was? Like, this, this really seems like a lot of fighting and i'm like i know there are some people who like their marvel to be nothing but fighting but for me the reason why civil war not civil war um winter soldier was my favorite one is because it literally was a drama it was a suspense thriller like it was good lord winter soldier was so good so i'm like i like for my action movies to be like that so i look at the series and i'm like what i loved about season one is that they did a good job of having action but having depth as well and I hope that they don't listen to the audience that just wants action and go in that direction instead for this season, you know. So yeah, that's it. We shall see. I might see. I might not. We're gonna stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> um. Also, since Dag on every platform and every service channel, 
is getting into programming scripted or not. Mm-hmm. Um, Jada Pinkett Smith is now doing a talk show question mark on Facebook. Um, her daughter and her mom. Right, that's why I said every platform. Like, okay, yeah. we're doing shows on Facebook now. All right. I know she's not the first. Right. But, um, and so it premiered today on Monday. Mm-hmm. It's called Red Table Talk, and they're just discussing various things. I do know um, this season is going to be an episode with Gabrielle Union, because apparently they had beef for like the past 17 years. Neither one of them really knew why. Right. Like, that's random. That is but random. I'm intrigued. For 17 years and y'all don't know why. <laughs> I don't remember. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm just trying to think, too. When did y'all even interact 17 years ago? I was trying to... I was talking with Thomas, and I was like, were they in something together around that time? I was like, Gabrielle was just starting. So what did we like? Was Gabrielle, in, okay. was Gabrielle in Fighting Temptations? No, but neither was Jada. Jada was in Fighting Temptations. Oh, um, that's the Beyonce movie. Jesus, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> um, I'm not talking about. What was the What was the one that had Tony Braxton in it? Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come was no. Was Gabrielle yeah, Gabriel in, in that? Okay, okay, no. okay. <laughs> was, was, like, was Jada in no. Deliver Us from Eva? Eva? No. Oh, then I don't know. <laughs> you see, Gabrielle, I tried. Gabrielle was the no. Gabrielle was like the female star in Divorce Week. Yeah, but, but I was, was like, was oh, Jada yeah, so in no. it though? Okay. So, no. Well, you, you, so you, I was saying, I, I don't know best. what they was. I did my best. Listen, you tried. You did that. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Um, but <laughs> the first episode though, which relates to healing, mm-hmm. is uh, Jada Will Smith's ex-wife, his first wife, yeah. Cherie, just discussing their relationship and how it has evolved. Over the years, how they start off not really being on best of terms. It seems like from the trailer. Yeah. And how they've gotten to a really good place. Yeah. Because we, as we all know, even we have experienced it ourselves, you know, the co-parenting and blended families, ideally, are you're supposed to get along. Right. Like, you, because uh, it's for the children at the end of the day. Right. So, you should be able to, again, be at a place of, of respect and, and, hell, after what 20 years or whatever hopefully love like right. you know, it's a place where y'all can you know what i'm saying get along and hang out because you have to do holidays and birthdays and anniversaries and etc cetera, etc cetera, with each other right so hopefully you can get to a point and i'm hopefully people can watch the episode i haven't watched it yet what and maybe they can get something out of that and take it to their own blended family or co-parenting Absolutely. because Absolutely. hard enough but i think a lot of times people make things harder than they need to be facts um so yeah again i haven't watched but i think i can't uh, wait to watch it honestly right i think in general it depends on how maybe the relationships were broken in the beginning yeah or maybe the new couple got together whatever whatever it's a lot of factors that go into it but i think kids are involved kids should always be put first yeah yeah i can't wait to see Uh, right (laughs) just staying on this tv train (laughs) Donald Glover was on SNL. Was. You know, I don't watch SNL. I know you never but do. But you want to discuss. I don't. <laughs> I don't. So, I know you want to discuss. I, even, I didn't even see any clips. So, I don't know what that means. Good lord. Because the clips but, are everywhere. So, I don't know. It's it's your energy. You are so, I don't give a damn about SNL. That they literally hide from you. Like, like, like listen, because you know Big Brother's always watching. So, it's like, they know what it is you're interested in and what you're not. So, because I saw the Cardi ones. I saw we can't watch them was on there. I saw those. Sir, you still talk about people who you like. So it's like, okay, you don't even care for you don't care for Donald Glover, right? 
Exactly. Listen. um, SNL's not dumb. SNL's like, okay, listen, here's the deal. You don't care about him or the show. So why show you the clips? You like (laughs) Carrie. You like uh, like Carrie. So we know you don't plan to watch. So we're just going to go ahead and at the very least give you clips. (laughs) But you don't care for now. So they're like, why are we even going to show you that much? (laughs) I guess so. Okay, big brother. Appreciate you, Trump. (laughs) So listen, the episode was amazing. It was really, really good. Um, and it's not a bias because if Donald did something I didn't care for, I would say it. Uh, but I will say this though, and I don't know if this is going to make me sound like a, a fan. I consider myself to be an admirer of Donald Glover and Childish Gambino. So this may make me sound kind of fanish, but you know how sometimes some of us has to have to let it be known that we were there before the rest of y'all were. So <laughs> I just need to make it very clear that I was into Donald Glover when all the white people were loving him. Long before the listen. majority of the black community decided that they knew who he was. <laughs> listen, because he's been around for a minute. Let's talk about listen. it. What was it like, Thirty Rock? Listen, before community, come on, come on. And, and you know how that. Let's be real clear. There were a lot of black people who didn't know who he was when he was with Community, because none of them listen. were watching. Were watching. Listen, I can run off a black person. I am be whether I was tuned in or not. Now look, <laughs> listen. I knew it was. I just wouldn't watch it. Okay. <laughs> but this is true. Yeah, black folks didn't know his name until he started. Honestly, to a red bone, if we've been keeping it 100 all the way. Keeping it 100. But, listen. But, but the ones who are the, the diehard hip hop fans knew Childish Gambino. They knew Childish. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> listen. Ugh. He wasn't checking for Obama when he was Senator Obama. You got on the train when he started running for president. But anyway. So yes, okay. listen. You got to make it clear. Like, let's say y'all, y'all wasn't y'all wasn't vote, voting for a president until you had somebody who was black running for president. You didn't care about politics. You got into politics when he was running, and then after he was done, then you didn't care anymore. And that's how we got Trump. If we're keeping oh. it one hundred, as you said. So anyway, uh, getting back into, I wish we could see your face right now. Just <laughs> <laughs> going to say it, listen okay. if we keep it at 100 you said 100 so if we keep it at 100 we are i mean but we also normally do our biggest water turnout during the wrong elections so listen and <sighs> everybody just decided they didn't give a damn <laughs> this is like i don't like hillary i don't like trump so i'm just gonna throw my hands up but that's a whole nother episode so let's not go there so um, hey. <laughs> I, I created that bridge so i'll take that on i created that bridge so let me go ahead and take that bridge down and let's not walk across into a whole nother topic um, but he did a great job and he performed two new songs <laughs> um one was this is america one was saturday i loved both i love the fact that was he singing was, huh was he singing for saturday i think it was all singing oh and i loved it I mean, I know. Oh. I, come on, scratch behind your ear, because because I can tell you everybody who he sings better than who's being lauded right now in the army oh, and pop scene. Don't make me be messy. I'm not gonna be messy. But he's because he right there at the number. Listen, no, he's not. He sings better. Than, well, they're not your favorites, but <laughs> he sings better than some other people's favorites. But anyway, I mean, you don't. You you you're not gonna watch the performances, so you wouldn't know. But try. Redbone. Okay. Anyway, I got nothing else. Anyway, like, anyway, so moving forward, because what's not going to happen? You asked me how I felt about Saturday Night Live. This is not you coming for John Gambino. How about that? Oh, sorry. So anyway, like I was saying, I loved the All Star cast he had. Uh, Zoe Kravitz introduced him when he did Saturday, 
And not yeah. only did she introduce them, she actually sat down on the stage with some other kids who I think I think we were playing craps or playing cards, one of the two. And she was drinking along with them and all that stuff. It was real cute. Um, and then later on, when he did This Is America, literally at the exact same time, the video came out online. Um, so it was beautiful. And when he did the video, he had the little kids that are actually in the video on stage dancing with him. And the whole performance of This Is America, oh. I mean, I know as as everyone's saying now, visuals. I don't know when we stop saying music videos. But the visual is phenomenal. But the actual performance on SNL, oh, dude. Like, he's such an artist, dude. Like, I can't even, like, I can I can have a, a, a friendly debate about his voice. That, I'm like, okay, I can understand if somebody doesn't think he can sing. I get that. But there will never be a debate about his artistry. But then if somebody tries to come from his artistry, I'm just going to shut up and be like, all right, there's nothing to talk about. Well, say because because for me, my whole thing is once you begin to argue his artistry, <clears throat> that's just your ignorance. So I have nothing to say. So I'm like, I'm just gonna shut up because that's not even debatable to me. So I'm one of those people well, where, like, if I was a um, if I was in the hive, a person could begin to say something negative, and they probably wouldn't let me be in the hive because I don't argue enough. But it's like the minute you begin to come for Beyonce, I would just be like, but she's the greatest. So what are we arguing about? And I walk away. So it's like with Childish Gambino, I'm like, there are things you can come for him for, absolutely. But his artistry and his brilliance, that's not debatable. So I'm just going to go ahead and walk away right now. Because <laughs> this argument literally makes no sense to me. You sound like somebody from Charlie Brown who's like, wah, 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 wah. I'm like, it's nonsense. So I'm like, you well, have a blessed one. And I'm going to go ahead and keep it pushing, you know. So yeah. It's real easy breezy with me when it comes to artists that I love. I'm like, you won't get an argument. I've been mad at myself when I've defended Brandy because I'm like, why am I defending her? Like, her voice is dumb. Like, (laughs) there's no reason to... Her voice is undeniable. What am I arguing about? That's two completely different. I have so many. (laughs) You give me a sidetrack. Yeah. Okay, real quick. I don't think I've ever ever heard anybody get upset about her voice itself. Um, So I'm just going to hit that. We're going to keep moving. I said, I don't I think I've ever heard nobody. I'm about to say, I can introduce you to some. Okay, go ahead. Now, for a long time, I was one of those people, I didn't like the term, the term vocal Bible, but somebody broke it down for me. Yeah. And I accept that. I get it now. I'll take it. There are a lot That's of people fine. who didn't. Yeah. But I know, I so, can, I can uh, show you some people who don't think she can sing. I, 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 okay. <laughs> yes. See? I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she's better at what she does in the studio and that's not saying she can't sing live I think just because the stacking vocals and everything you can't really recreate Wait, that Pausington, on Pausington, stage Pausington, Pausington. did you just say she can't sing live no I said you can't really recreate the stacking vocals live by yourself Uh-oh. but she can still sing live that's what I said okay. Okay. <laughs> calm down I said <laughs> she can't recreate the you stacking was, you, of the vocals you was testing me just now when I said I don't argue no you just I got oh, real but hot. anyway, <laughs> I got real hot real quick. <laughs> I can't. But you said you can't debate childish's artistry or whatever. I've been saying nothing but debates on Twitter about <laughs> the visual music video, whatever you want to call it. Listen, and I'm just like, okay, people don't know art. I'm really up in arms, but okay, it's okay. They don't know art. It's okay. We love them anyway. But art is subjective. It, it's extremely subjective. So that's why we need to change the subject. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this controversial ass ending was actually the end of pop culture. I mean, culture of pop. So, yeah, right. <laughs> like, I mean, so, so we're just transitioning into. <laughs> oh, so the video is phenomenal, and it's phenomenal because I love visuals. I'm doing my best to use these millennial terms. Um, okay, video. <laughs> 
I I love that it make I love videos that make you think, and I I feel like like with this video it shows why visuals are still necessary, why it's not enough to just have the songs, you know, because you can create whole stories with visuals, and that's what he did, you know. And I've seen so many different arguments. Like me, I'm not going to give my reasoning behind it. That's going to be me for me personally. My whole thing. Because I, I am, my thought process as, is as deep as a lot of the things you see on social media. But that's why I'm going to leave mine to me. I'm like, okay, I have I have levels. Levels. Like, <laughs> I, I, it's on some, oh yeah, some, some real next level pale horse. Like, yeah, like, I'm leaving it alone. But anyway, so... But I'm watching it, and all I keep thinking to myself is, this is going to be a mind fuck for so many people who watch this. Like, really. Like, especially those who I guess don't go as deep into the rabbit hole as some of us will. Um, but I went down deep into it, and I was just like, and this is the reason why I love you. Because the whole thing is, is that it's completely up to up to interpretation. He could come back, and we could tell him all the things that we think, and he could really say, if you, if you think so. Like he he could have had semblance, which is I think impossible because you have to get something out of it. It's just way too many things going on. But he could be like, it really is flat out everything you see. You know? That person who mm-hmm. came by on a horse and I think they had a hood on their head, like that's all it was. There's nothing deeper. Those kids that are sitting up high, you know, with their cell phones taking pictures with, with I think it was they had uh they either had hoods on a mask or something like that. It's like don't think any deeper into it. That's just what it is, you know. It's like me going in there and shooting up the uh, the choir. Don't think about uh, South Carolina. Like, just keep it moving. You know, it's like it's not it's it's not what you think it is. You know, when um we're sitting here and we're dancing through all of this pain. Okay, I said I wasn't going to talk about. <laughs> I'm slowly giving my thoughts behind everything. I said I wasn't going to do that. My bad. So yes, just know that I consider this to be a masterpiece of art. Absolutely. Um, but every video for anyone who's into Childish Gambino, you know that this isn't a first. Like, his videos always have messages. Literally always. He doesn't make mm-hmm. a video where he just gives it to you. And that's what I mm-hmm. appreciate about him. But it's the same thing with Atlanta. When you see Atlanta, that's an abstract as show. And as a black person, I love it. Because I love that you can see a show that's like that. I love that we have mm-hmm. so many TV shows on right now that have nothing to do with each other. That are so different. And for him to be somebody who's coming from community, this is a damn near black community. Because community was so damn abstract. <laughs> You're like, wait, what? <laughs> what show are we having this week? What does that have to do with the overall theme of what the show is supposed to be about? And it's like, like I told you, season two of Atlanta, when I tell you that one episode has nothing to do with the other constantly, one after the other after the other one they can they literally could be completely different shows <laughs> the episodes of Atlanta that you're watching and that's him and I love it I'm like you're so weird dude and that's what makes you so awesome that's what makes you so damn awesome the only thing that I don't care for now is that back in the day a lot of people slept on him so it felt really special to me that I knew who he was but other people di- didn't now it's a thing where there's people who know who he is and I'm like they don't get you they don't get how brilliant yeah. you are you know after this video, they might be over him. So, you might have him back to yourself. So. <laughs> this is very true. Because we, we, do, we, we do live in a society now where they everybody has to find a problem. So, that, that's very true. That's very, very true. Um, I personally think that this video speaks to all of those uh, um, social justice warriors and, 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 and think peaks people and all that stuff. I feel like this is just food to feed them all day, this video. But... 
because we have people the big who... ones that aren't enjoying it. Really? So. Well, look at that. Look at this. Yeah. You, you, you can't put it past people who, who love complaint culture. Listen, listen. <laughs> people who got to wake up day in and day out and drink their, their coffee of pain and their tea of tears. Like It's like, listen, listen. But listening to you describe it, I'm like, I don't think I can handle this video. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stay away from that. You can, you can deal with it because they're dancing and smiling throughout. So you'll be able to deal. That's what makes it such an interesting video. But it's it's stuff happening in the background. So listen, that that background's important, baby. That's why I didn't have to watch that video. So like I told, I made a a post on Facebook saying I watched Inception the first time and got everything. I think out of all of my friends, I've never met a person who said they were only watched Inception once. I watched Inception once and got all of it. I'm like, why you gotta watch it again? Like it was to to me, it was obvious as shit. But this video, (laughs) I didn't watch this video at least a smooth twenty times, and I'm still finding shit. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if this is now me overthinking it or what, but yeah. You know something else I think is interesting? Since we started this podcast, I'm the one who most of my friends always said they hardly ever hear me curse. I curse more than you on my ass. Have you noticed that? That is very interesting. Um. Because <laughs> I like saying, like, I'll be over it. Like, if it's some, <laughs> so much stuff I don't like, so I'll be like, fuck that shit. And then I just be like, get on to the next. Like, <laughs> Why elaborate? Like, <laughs> I, can't. I can't. Maybe that's part of it. Who knows? I can talk more if you would like. No, no, no. No, no, because it, it creates a balance. I'm the more namaste one out of us, so how interesting is it that I'm the one who curses more? Look at that. I, can, I love that. <laughs> you know, balance is key. Come on now. We are individuals. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You ready to take us into the second place? Listen, listen. I'm trying to pull people out, but you know, <laughs> people end up getting real comfortable there. So, we well, gotta explain to us what it is so we know how to get out of it. Listen, we might end up down there. Come on, hold on to me tight. We got a journey ahead of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, hold hands. We're gonna slowly take our time as we go into the sunken place. Peace Misfits. Before we get into our next segment, I wanted to introduce you guys to one of our new sponsors, Us Helping Us. Us Helping Us is one of the largest black-owned and operated community-based organizations in D.C. and Maryland, striving to offer comprehensive care to the DMV and beyond since 1988. UHU offers free and confidential HIV and STI screenings. This includes gonorrhea, chlamydia, and hepatitis C. Case management for HIV positive as well as HIV negative individuals. Mental health services, workshops on sexual health, power dynamics and risk reduction, a stocked food pantry, linkage to PrEP and PEP, a host of support groups for the LGBTQ community, as well as heterosexual individuals, and many other services. For more information, Please visit the website uhupil.org. Has tons of information to offer all the upcoming events, office hours, and addresses of both locations. You can find the portal there to sign up for workshops, to ask questions you may have about the schedule, and for the testing appointments. You can also like and walk with them on social media and by going to their website as well. And us helping else, 
We meet you where you are and take you where you need to be. May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And as such, I felt it important for us to dig deep into that specific topic here on The Healing Space. So for the next several weeks, we're going to figure out different ways to tackle mental health awareness, specifically in the black community, by having difficult conversations, however necessary conversations nonetheless. I wanted to use this week to discuss what is called the sunken place. Now, some of you who have seen the movie Get Out may be familiar with the term, the sunken place. However, the sunken place does exist in the real world. It doesn't look exactly like what you see in the films, but it's real nonetheless, just like The Matrix. You see, the sunken place reveals itself when someone is lulled into a false sense of security by someone else. The person being lulled is often someone dealing with deep trauma, and it makes it easier for them to sink. Through any number of tactics, be it religion or politics, family or friends, there are really a myriad of areas people use to sink others. And once they're under, the severe warping of the mind begins, as these people are vulnerable due to their traumas. You see, the sunken place exists because of the scars we haven't allowed to heal, the memories that we allow to remain fresh at the front of our minds, the pain that we refuse to let go. When we exist in this place, we're kind of open to a wide variety of opinions. Things we might normally question if we were in a healthier state of mind are welcomed new ideas when you're sunken. See, in the sunken place, we create this, these endless ways to handle our traumas without actually facing any of them. We place constant blame on others, seldom seeking healing, but instead we seek opportunities to attack people. We delete people, we cancel people, we, de- we dehumanize people, and it's all while ignoring the pain we're causing them or others. Because when you're sunken, you can't acknowledge the emotional damage you inflict on other people because you haven't even tackled your own. You feel me? Because of this, you, you can't think for yourself in the sunken place. You find community and groupthink spaces. And remember that word, that term, groupthink. That's very important. These are the most dangerous spaces one can exist within as they promote a hive mentality. Everyone thinking as one mind and original thought is looked down on. We've seen that a lot happening lately. It's kind of terrifying to exist in a society where so many people who call themselves woke or, you know, kind of on a liberal side of things, the people who you would assume day to day are the ones rallying against diversity and everyone being different, being the main people these days mocking free thought. It's kind of crazy. See, groupthink is simply easier for if one can think enough of themselves and no longer need to belong to any groups, they would also be capable of thinking enough to seek an escape from the sunken place. And see, this is where the problem really lies. Groupthink can only exist as long as people are too defeated to think for themselves. The sunken place has so much power because the large majority of society has been made to feel that they're not worth happiness, that they're not worth joy. So, They lay in this darkness and they pull others into it on a day-to-day basis. See, the sunken place will make you believe that you're a hero when you're actually a villain. You're a villain to the very people that you seek to help. 
This is shown in the way that one will speak on community and the importance of healing, and then they follow it up with attacking people within that community with reckless abandon, based completely off of their personal pain, but see, they disguise it as social justice. When you're not sunken, you have a clear understanding of how one should engage in disagreements and finding common ground with those you respect and admire. However, when you're sunken, see, respect is just an idea. It's not something that one actually puts into action. Canceling a human being is simply ignoring your healing process on a grander scale. The same way one sinks and in turn ignores all of the ways that they should go about healing, canceling someone without proper reason or conversation is exactly the same thing. See, you make a decision that someone else isn't worth it, the same way you've been made to feel in different parts of your life by other people. So you cancel them because it's easy. Seeing someone as a full human being that they are means that you have to acknowledge that you too are full and complex. And see, that leads to you unearthing your trauma, staring your pain head on, and then you escape the sunken place. And you're not ready for that. You're not sure you ever will be. So, you want to know who's sunken. Sadly, most of the people around you, with being honest, maybe even you, Honestly, do you judge people for not agreeing with you instead of respecting that two human beings can have differing views? Do you judge people based off of their race, sexual preference, orientation, or gender? Do you find absolutely any reason to complain about almost everything? Does it take a person doing only one wrong thing for you to remove them from your life? Do you believe someone's word about things without doing the proper due diligence and research? Do you make constant excuses for your faults but belittle others who attempt to do the exact same thing? Do you constantly speak about healing those in your community but use the internet to tear said community down daily with your anger and misguided rage? Do you brag about knowing your traumas and triggers but never seek help for them? Or do you seek help just to say that you have help, but not to actually heal? Do you use the phrase, that triggered me, on a daily basis? Do you consider cursing someone out as self-care? Do you admittedly not really even know what self-care means, and you just use it because everyone else is saying it? Are you unhappy, but yet you feel the need to be in a relationship, a romantic one, as a way of healing, when it's actually just hurting you further as well as the person you're in a relationship with? Do you often think you're right just because the majority of people have told you that you are? When was the last time you disagreed with the majority of people and didn't worry about the repercussions of that? Do you know that you don't have a monopoly on pain and sadness? Do you know that you can fight against injustice without being perpetually angry? Do you know that love is your legacy, not hate? You see, the sunken place is indeed real, but it's something we all have control over. You remain sunken as long as you choose to be. Staying sunken is easy, and let's be honest, life can be really, really hard. That's just real shit. But blessings don't come easy. They seldom do. And your happiness is attached to learning to rise above. So if you continue to make excuses for why you exist below, 
you'll die with your excuses. Your mental health is very important. Thinking the journey to mend the broken pieces of your mind will be easy is a fool's error. But it's of great importance that you fight for yourself without killing innocent minds and spirits in the process. So you don't have to destroy in order to survive. Love is your legacy. Happiness is your birthright. At what point do you choose to ascend to your throne? Stop allowing your fears to consume you and stop letting society's pain be your own. Learn to say enough is enough and get out. Okay, let me get my Mufasa voice on. I'm imitating Raven this week. And now it's time for the news. <laughs> First of all, I sound a lot happier than that. Thank you. Hold on, I can be deep and low. I mean, and no, it's time for good news. Whatever. Was that you? Was what? that you? No, my voice, my voice is higher whenever I do good news. Damn you! Oh, it's just, it's just the it's lower at the beginning of the show. You tried it. You tried it. Whatever, sir. Would you like to share your good news with with the class? So my good news is that over this last week, my uh, I've I've acquired so many new and exciting yogis and yoginis as students. Like this past week has been amazing. Uh, I have my my normal weekly students, but then I have have had people that have joined in during the week. Uh, there's one sister that I performed some Reiki on on Tuesday, and it was such an amazing experience. I don't think I've ever seen so many colors on or of one person in just one sitting of a session, you know? It was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. And the fact that she got so much out of it, and you know, when she left, she's like, no, this is going to be an every week thing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm glad I could make such an impact, you know? And it was her first time doing yoga. She loved it. It was very difficult. But it was great, you know. Um, so this is this is good news. One, it's good news because I love that I'm seeing so many people who are serious about their wellness. You know, I went up to um, I had two classes that I was teaching on Stone Mountain, and the first one was was a one on one I was doing with Kevin, and I got him up on the spikes for any of you who have ever gone to uh, the Love Movements page, which is my wellness brand for those of you who aren't familiar. And that on Instagram is we are TLM. So that's W-E-A-R-E-T-L-M. You can see all of my yoga students on there. And uh, you'll see people balancing on these spikes on the mountain. I like to do that with people. So I had Kevin up there for the first time. And it draws people usually when I when we're doing our spike balances. But, I mean, the, the flood of people. There were so many people who ended up coming. Right, and I watching saw, us. I was like, okay. And it's still more. Listen. And it's still more. <laughs> like when I was watching the video. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. We had other people getting up there and trying to balance themselves. I ended up getting a whole class out of those people. A whole class. All these people who are like, no, we're going to be there every Saturday. Like, we're there. They're asking for my cash app information. I was like, come the hell on. The organicness of it all. Listen. That's a point. Come on. Two of the sisters really made me feel so warm because they said to me that my personality is the main reason why they want to do it. They were like, we're interested in doing yoga, but to be honest, your personality is what has really been drawing us in this whole time during this conversation. And I'm like, what? Let me do it. 
won't he do it? This is what I'm talking about when I said earlier at the beginning of the show. You have to learn your lessons so you can make room for your blessings. Getting the people out of my way, you know, and I wish them nothing but the best. Anyone who I've parted ways with over the last week, over the last, shoot, two two or three years, I feel like I'm constantly losing people. Um, I wish them nothing but love and success. I want the best for them. But those chapters ended. And I love it because when I tell you the amount of people I've met over the last week, like this this past weekend, some beautiful friends of mine, I uh, ended up going over to their house. It was a family, uh, married couple, brother, some kids. I went over there and taught all of them in the house. And it was so beautiful, not only being able to teach the adults, but also the kids and being able to see them wanting to do every pose, you know, getting frustrated if they can't do poses. And I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> like it was, it was beautiful. This 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 good news that I'm putting out there to be able to, you know, give a, a better understanding at the end, a nice bow to tie it up in, is to not give up. I know it may have not sounded like that in all the information I was just giving, but <laughs> what I learned this weekend, this past week, is to not give up, you know? Mm-hmm. I've been sitting here this whole time like, why don't I have a, have a 9 to 5? What's going on? And I really feel like I'm finally getting to the point where God is saying, because you're supposed to be walking in your purpose. Stop trying to walk through the wrong door. I'm sending you through the right one. <laughs> Stay the course and you got this, you know? So that's my good news to all of y'all. Like, don't give up. When you least expect it, the blessings are going to come pouring down. Just make sure you learn your lessons first. That's it. Well, yes. <laughs> you just always have a sermon. And I feel like, here I come with my ratchet shit. <laughs> What well, I mean, you could have let me go second. You told me go first. <laughs> I did. I did. Ladies first, you know. Bit. So. <laughs> Listen. Listen. I wear it all well. You hear me? Ooh. Thanks. Well, then. Exactly. So, I'm just going to move right on to my good news. Cause Listen, that just means I'm one of them. The I think I'm, I technically oh, have two. Good. Wait, what? <laughs> no, keep going. Keep going. I'm, so my good news, I technically have two. I can't remember if I've shared this first one. So um, if I have shared it before, I'm just going to share it again. Okay. Everybody gets uh-huh. high every now and then. You said do what? So everybody gets high every now and then. <laughs> Take it off. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> so I submitted to a screenwriting contest Indeed. last week. You did. And um, if I've advanced to the next round, I will hear back this week yes so we shall see i'm i'm it's good news because it's my first time submitting for something and because i i felt really good about it Mm -hmm. so that's 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 new for me as you should as you should feel good about it because you're a great writer how about that how about that well thank you i will i will take that um and then uh, i guess my other part of my good news Saturday, um, I met someone, and we just really hit it off in a really organic kind of a way. I'm not going to tell all my business, yeah. but you know, <laughs> so interpret what you will, and if you're wrong, then you're just wrong. I won't <laughs> confirm or deny anything. Ah, ah. But, um, I think it's just really, though, um, maybe because I haven't met anybody new in a minute that's just really, like, I really could, like... We could be around each other for a minute. Like, you know, like, we could be really dope friends or something, you know? Or so. something. Come on, I like how you slid that in. I like how you slid that in real quick. <laughs> Never know what this life may hold. Facts. But Facts. 
But no, it was just really enjoyable to, it was like a fresh air kind of a thing. So I was like, well, look at that. You lose some people, potentially. Listen. Or they're shifted to another position in your life. And then you gain new people who might take that position or might just fill a friend spot. You just never know. Just never know. So, the good news is that the journey continues. Hey, okay, come on. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The journey continues. Indeed. (laughs) No. Uh, child, I had so many responses. That's why I was quiet. Just now. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you so did. Responses. I was like, no. Wow. We gonna let them all just go ahead and wash away. <laughs> Please. Please. Oh boy. Yes. So as always, you guys can check us out every <laughs> single episode of THS Podcast. Official website thspodcast.com. You can also find us on SoundCloud, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Overcast, Google Play Music, and many more. Yeah, we're all over the place. Uh, if you want to be able to walk with us on social media, you'll be able to find me under Scorpiogi on all platforms. Uh, free THS is underscore THS Podcast on Twitter. And THS Podcast on Instagram. And for you, Mr. BHW? Just call Otis on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. Okay. And I think that, I think that uh, the, reset, the phone may have messed up a little bit. The Skype may have messed up a little bit just now when you said it. So you said, just call me Otis. Because all that came through was call me yes. Otis. <laughs> just call me Otis on Twitter and on Instagram. Exactly. Exactly. And make sure you guys, when you're uh, promoting the podcast... That you're subscribing, you're sharing, you're liking, and you're commenting. It'll definitely push us out there more so more people know that we're there. If we're there, it raises us up. You know, this is something that we plan to be able to make a permanent fixture in both of our lives. So we want to raise high with this, you know. So all of your support really means a lot. We see ourselves being in, selling out big buildings. (laughs) Yes, now. (laughs) Traveling the world with this podcast. Come on now. Listen, support means a lot. <laughs> and when you misfits are supporting, make sure to use the hashtags Let's Get Healed and THS Podcast. I think that's everything, BHW. Is that everything? I think that's it. Indeed, indeed. These last couple of weeks, every time I say this little last thing, you like to keep talking afterwards. So <laughs> I need to make sure. I'm like, listen, he be playing around. <laughs> I'm, I'm supposed to have my standard else. ending. Yeah. No, no, no. But I really enjoyed them, actually. Last last episode was hilarious, the way it ended. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we hope to see you guys back next week. Please make sure you're checking out all episodes. And we're like two weeks away from our live, right? From our live episode. You know I love those. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. (laughs) Come on, you better be spitting them, Gemini. Anyway, (laughs) we love you guys so much, and until next week, namaste. Namaste.